0: listener production. An upbeat end to the week for Aussie shares.
1: And what did the latest data say about the Chinese economy?
0: Good afternoon. I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Friday the 15th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, another lovely day to have you on here. The share market lifted for a second day in a row. The second day you're on here with me. I don't know if there's a correlation here, but I'm going to draw the line there.
1: It's a good day to finish the week, isn't it? That's that's the the important thing. Yes, we finished the the week with a bang, if you like.
0: Yes, yes, we did definitely finish the week with a bang, which means we've seen the second straight day of gains. Four out of five sessions this week we've lifted, and of course we are still going into the close, but it's unlikely that we're going to reverse all of today's gains because at the moment the Aussie market is up by... 1.4%. But we're definitely not even at the best levels of the day. Mm. At the moment, we're currently on track for the best day in roughly about two months. Earlier in the session today, we were on track for the best day since the 4th of October last year. We're up as much as around 1.8% earlier in the session. So we're definitely not as high, but I think where we're at right now is pretty good.
1: I don't want to be greedy about these things, so it's important that we did rise today. Given the strength that we saw in the United States and Europe, it would have been a sad thing to to say that the Australian share market didn't follow suit, but we had good gains right the way across the board. All the sectors were higher. The major miners were strong. And... Uh, As we'll explain a little bit later about China, there's some decent economic data as well.
0: Exactly right, exactly right. So as you mentioned, we did have that positive lead in from US markets overnight following better than expected economic data. So we have those producer prices coming out as well. In terms of weekly gains, we're having the best week since not last week, but the week before. So the end of last month to the beginning of this month. We're currently up around one point seven percent, but as you alluded to, that data out of China today, all eyes were on that, and it was better than expected.
1: Yeah, if we look at industrial production, the expectation was annual growth of four point one percent, came in at four point five percent. Retail spending, looking at three and a half percent, got four point six percent in mm. terms of growth. Now, new home prices, they were a little bit weaker in August; they were down by one tenth to one percent, and down seven tenths to one percent over the year. But what we also had from China is um, The interest rate on the 14-day repurchase operations, uh, it was down by 2.15% to 1.95%. So we had a reduction in the interest rates, an injection of liquidity in the Chinese economy, 34 billion yuan or 4.7 million in terms of US dollars. So good economic data, a bit of stimulus coming through Mm. there. Certainly, that's a positive way to end the week.
0: Yeah, we absolutely got good news on both ends. So we're hoping if it was a little bit sluggish, as we have been seeing, that we would get that stimulus. But we got good data and stimulus. So it's looking pretty good Mm. for China at the moment.
1: Yeah, and also for the United States. So what we're Mm. seeing is some solid economic growth, retail spending overnight. So that came in a little bit above expectations. Producer prices, a measure of business inflation, That basically met the mark as well. And there's hopes for a soft landing, this fabled soft landing where you can increase interest rates significantly, slow down the economy but not send it into recession, slower growth, slower inflation, no recession, and the job market holds up as well. And that's the hope Mm -hmm. for both the United States market and also the Australian market.
0: Absolutely right. So just in a nutshell with what we saw from China today, we are seeing some recovery but it might just be a little bit too early to say, you know, we're getting to where we want to be because we're only, we're only seeing one month of recovery now because this was looking back to last month, right, in August.
1: Yeah, one swallow does not a summer make, apparently. <laughs> yes, that, that's the phrase. So, uh, in yes. other words, you don't count your chickens before they hatch. You know, so we we want to see a couple of yes. months of gain.
0: Exactly, exactly right. So we'll keep an eye on that. But at the moment, it's looking pretty good. Now, if we go back to the local market today, in terms of sector performance, all sectors are up and quite substantially, some of them as well. Miners are doing absolutely outstanding. And that's on the back of iron ore prices hitting around six month highs, right?
1: Yeah. Iron ore prices were higher. Also, if you look at thermal coal, look at coking coal, those prices higher as well. Certainly for our commodity focused Mm. Our raw material focused economy. Yes, you know, so that's a positive sign.
0: Exactly right. So we're seeing some of the biggest plays BHP up roughly 6% over the course of this week, Fortescue Metals around 10% higher over the course of this week, Rio roughly 8% higher. Then if we move over to energy stocks, they're currently trading 1.7% higher as a group. So Woodside and Santos both up around 1% to 2% over the course of this week. And that's on the back of oil prices hitting few month highs as well.
1: Yeah, we have to go back to November of last year and there is a lot of focus on the oil market. If you're an energy producer, good times because the, the oil prices and, and energy prices more generally you know, sort of are rising, but uh, bad news for, for mm-hmm. consumers and that's bad news for, for also consumer-related stocks and housing-related stocks because if inflation remains high, interest rates remain high because of higher petrol prices, um, that's no good for for spending. Same in terms of if you're paying more at the Bowser, you've got less dollars to, to spend anywhere else. So uh, there's always, you know, some positives and negatives there. But <laughs> so for for the consumer-focused stocks, you know, very much a negative. What we're seeing at the moment, the the major reason is Saudi Arabia and Russia Absolutely. are restricting supply on the market. It's all about supply and demand. Mm. Less supply, you know, so that, to meet the level of demand and prices are rising more than Um, US $90 a barrel.
0: Exactly right. And we haven't seen those levels for quite some time. And I'm not too excited to fill up my petrol tank, let me tell (laughs) you. I'm really not looking forward to paying like $130 for a full tank of petrol. But luckily, I did fill up a few days ago before it was Ah. too high. I saw this coming. I knew it was happening. So we've seen the energy sector soar to its highest levels since January 2020 in today's session. So that's pretty... Pretty good news. If we look at over the week how the sectors perform, there's only three sectors. Of course, that is subject to change given that we're not at the close yet, but only three sectors were lower this week. But materials did best. Financials were second best and energy was quite up there too. But the worst performer was real estate, but still was only down by 07 of 1%, while the best performer materials was up 4%, so quite a disparity
1: there. Indeed. Indeed.
0: If we look at some of the drivers of this week, there's definitely been a lot happening. So we did have investors waiting to see what was going to happen out of those job figures here locally. Inflation data over in the US. So we were waiting. There was a little bit of caution in the markets ahead of that. Then we got those, those numbers coming out. It was sort of mixed on all of those fronts. We had commodity prices moving the share market prices around as well. Lots of stocks trading ex-dividend and of course that data out of China today. So lots to digest over one week, am I right?
1: Yeah, hurdles have been cleared. So as the US consumer prices, we, we got through that hurdle, mm. got through producer prices uh, overnight as well. Uh, what would the European Central Bank do? They lifted in interest rates again, but signaled that was going to be the last in terms of uh, Europe as well. Uh, seemingly, we've got some strength in the US economy in terms of uh, retail spending. We will see in terms of industrial production later tonight, so we'll see how, how that one year sort of fares. Uh, Here domestically, yes, we got through that uh, job market figures. Mm. If you you look at it, so basically you rule a red line through it and say, well, look, it's not telling us any, any much news, so... We just have to continue to move forward.
0: Yeah, and that was on the back of it mostly being part-time jobs that yes. were added because the number was bigger than we were expecting, but it was mostly part-time jobs, and that was m- most likely linked to the Women's well, FIFA World Cup. So, part-time. yeah, we'll strike a line through that one and we'll see what happens in next month's data. But let's take a look at a few stocks in focus today. Medcash.
1: Medcash had its annual general meeting. It updated the market on basically its spending 18 weeks to September 3rd, food, less cigarettes, up in the order of 6.2%. Uh, liquor up in the order of 1.7% and hardware up in the order of 3.2%. So Metcash said these are quite solid gains. Despite gloomy consumers, despite the higher cost of living, despite higher petrol prices and interest rates, people are continuing to spend basically because migration, population growth is so strong and also the job market is is so strong. Uh, having said that, Metcash shares you know, sort of finished basically close to the zero line in a a very positive day for for the overall um, share market.
0: Yeah, and they're, of course, the owner of IGA, and they own other things like Mitre 10, Total Tools, and a bunch of other supermarket hardware and liquor stores. And, of course, we are heading into the close. So let's see if we can give you those final numbers there. Qantas shares were in focus today as well, but it's actually been lifting on the back of today's news, which is a little bit surprising, but I guess they are sort of coming back from all of the bad news that they've been seeing Recently, which we won't go over because we've sort of been talking about it almost every day. But last week, they fell almost 5%. The week before, down almost 7%. So a slight lift at the moment, up just 0.4 of 1% coming into the close. And today's news was that the competition regulator, the ACCC, said no to a collaboration between Qantas and China Eastern Airlines. The reasoning that would give the airline too much power to drive up prices. So I think that's fair enough and probably. In favour of consumers who are actually purchasing airline tickets. We don't want to be paying any more than we're already paying.
1: Indeed. We also heard from Fitch, the rating agency, it downgraded the investment grade rating of Ramsey Health from triple B minus to triple B. Basically, it's because of concerns that it's going to delay its deleveraging reduction of debt, if you like, as it continues to address labour market and inflationary challenges. Ramsey's got a joint venture in Malaysia. Ramsey's signed Derby, and what Ramsey is exploring sale options, it looks as though it's going to take some time before they they find a suitor or a buyer, and the concern is a pitch in terms of their debt levels. But what we saw um, heading into the close, uh, Ramsey was actually higher by a third of 1%.
0: Link Administration Holdings was in focus today as well. They released some good news saying that they've now received all the necessary approvals for the sale of and transaction of its fund solution business in the UK and Ireland. So it does remain on track for that to be completed by October. So just next month. So that was good news. We saw its shares lifting on the back of that. And we did have also car sales was the the big one trading ex-dividend today. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they'll pay their dividends to eligible shareholders on the 16th of October They'll be paying thirty-two and a half cents per share. Looking ahead, there's a few things coming out of the U.S. tonight. So we have manufacturing data coming out, import/export, industrial production, and consumer sentiment. So quite a few things to digest, but nothing too major. We've seen all the major things already this week.
1: Yes, that's uh, that's right. Yes, the export/import prices. It's it's the troika, the the trifecta of um, prices. We've had consumer prices, producer prices. Now we've got trade prices, export and import prices. That consumer confidence, watch out for that one because basically it's got a measure of inflationary expectations that they survey there as well, and that one's going to be a little bit of a focus.
0: Mm -hmm. Moving to next week, so we'll start off with the US. The big one, obviously, is going to be the Fed's meeting, which will happen on Tuesday and Wednesday night. So they'll make their interest rate decision 4 a.m. Thursday morning. Will you be awake for that one, Craig?
1: Yes, I'll be up for that one. <laughs> Wouldn't miss that for quids. Of
0: course not. Um, so, of course, this could impact our our market coming into the Thursday session um, if there are any surprises there or whatever happens there. But at the moment, almost no chance of a rate hike.
1: No, There's so, something like 97 or 98% chance. Exactly of them leaving interest rates unchanged. And, uh, exactly. And uh, basically the wait-and-see mode, as, as you spoke about yesterday.
0: Exactly right. And then in China next week, we have those loan prime rates coming out.
1: Yes, that comes out on on Wednesday. No mm-hmm. changes expected there, but we'll have to watch that one carefully anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of figures in terms of housing in the United States. Housing starts, building permits, mm. existing home sales. Not a lot happening Here in in Australia. so We've got the minutes of the last Reserve Bank board meeting happening on Tuesday, and uh, then we'll have some detailed labour market figures. Um, It includes jobs by industry, so we see where the jobs are, job creators have been in terms of industries and where the jobs are. That comes out on Thursday.
0: Exactly right. We have those flash PMIs as well. We'll get into more detail as well next week. But we have about 30 stocks trading ex-dividend, probably the most significant being Flight Centre, Quite a few companies paying their dividends out next week as well. so three point one billion dollars in dividends being paid out next week, but that's still not even the biggest week. the week after is going to be the biggest week twenty
1: one point right? seven billion dollars the following week and uh, then we trail off to three and a half billion and one point four billion so we are moving into the peak time when mm-hmm. companies are paying out their dividends.
0: Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, plenty companies paying out their divs. So Monday, Computer Share and Tab Corp. Tuesday, BAPCOR. Wednesday, Link and Viva Energy. Thursday, Downer EDI. Sonic Healthcare. Friday, Sky City. AGL will pay out $0.23 cents per share. QBE, $0.14 cents per share. points bet, Eagers. There's too many to name. Those are just some of the highlights over the course of the week. And, of course, we have the Bank of England handing down its interest rate decision on Thursday. We're expecting to see 25 basis points.
1: Yeah, they're still not on top of their inflation issue or inflation problem. In every country around the, the earth, except for probably China, it has an issue in terms of inflation. Most are being brought under control of the inflation rates but there is still progress to be made in the UK.
0: Exactly right. And in China, we're trying to get rid of that deflation, which is, as you mentioned. Anyways, we'll go into more detail next week. Plenty of things to look forward to, as per usual. Enjoy the sunny weather. If you're in Sydney this weekend, it's going to be nice and hot. I'll be at the beach, definitely. Will you?
1: I don't think so. No, (laughs) I don't think so. It's a bit early in the season. It's not going to be 35 or 40, yeah, so that that tends to be my tolerance level.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I'll be there anyway. Have a lovely weekend, everyone, and we'll catch you back here next week.
1: See you.